Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Up on the Lookout Storytime. For those of you who don't know, the Storytime section of our podcast is where I get to share some of my what-if stories from my main YouTube channel in a more book-like theme, an audio-only guide. Something you can just turn on and just relax to. story that we've been using for this type of program is the story about the most malevolent villain within Dragon Ball, Frieza, and whether he actually might be going towards the good side, or at least as good as he could possibly do, within reason. We've already gone through the first two parts, so if you haven't listened to that already, I do recommend that you go and have a listen, as well as leaving a review in your respective country and platform. Let's remind ourselves what happened when we actually began the story of Frieza turning good. In the last part of the adventure, Frieza had to realize that he was a bit of a fixer-upper and repair his injured robotics, stumbling upon a lesser visited planet within his former influence. He met a mechanic named Kit, with whom he'd actually earned something when having to work for it, something he had never had to do before, and it felt kind of satisfying in a way. Learning this lesson was critical for setting Frieza down a path of understanding of how to function in this world where he was no longer the top banana, nor the secondary banana. He's just a popsicle in a floating abyss of nothingness. Whilst seeing Frieza fall from grace was a laugh for the likes of King Kai, who was all too familiar with his dealings in the past, we still had future trunks coming to Earth, since that was unaffected by this premise, is that Goku did not show up for trunks to give him the heart medicine, or give the warning to him personally. He is still on Yardrat, learning spirit control, since he doesn't have to rush back. And not only that, but we have to remind you that King Cold wasn't sitting idle or anything throughout all of this. Realizing his second son was a failure, much like the first, he had resorted to the old notion that the time was the charm, and began creation of a new project named Trojan. That is derived from liquid nitrogen, an extremely cold substance you may recognize from school or those wacky YouTube experiment videos you probably look up. Might this new instance of Freezer be more effective, and will he meet his predecessors? Well, we shall have to find out as we continue the story about how Frieza changes his outlook. We start off with our dragon team, unsure where to begin because Goku isn't there to give them the guidance, himself swanning about on planet Yardrat, focusing more on his spirit control training. This does mean that he is stronger, slightly, than he is in the original show at this point, having gained a better focus of his overall energy output. But one mystery, which we shall now answer, is what power Goku chose to specialize in. Goku chose to focus on the Yardratian technique of healing. This does mean that Goku now has a limited ability to heal, which could come in use sometime. But I think since we're uncertain with the exact scope of this skill at this time, that If you try it on a Saiyan, it isn't sufficient to produce a Zenkai-like effect on them. It just means like with the humans, or any other species, they are healed as per normal. Goku now decides that this might be the time to head home, and surprise his crew with the new powers that he has accrued. 
Hibara thanks Goku for his time here and wishes him well. Perhaps he could come back and visit sometime. Oh, Bibara, you should know how fickle Goku is. With that, Goku vanishes from Yardrat and arrives back on Earth at Kame House. The gang are astonished to suddenly see Goku in Roshi's lounge, but they are more surprised that he didn't go to his own place first and greet his, you know, wife and son. Having not quite gotten the handle on the power from such a great distance, he basically explains that he had to lock onto a place with more powers that he recognised, and were powerful enough, so this was the best place. He does indeed head home to an awaiting family, now he's back on Earth. Wishing that he could have some kind of family lifestyle, Frieza has been slowly repairing his robotic body with more and more parts that were superior to the slapdash job that the bumbling Frieza scientists had done when they were frantically trying to save him. Now with more time to focus, he had at least gotten an appearance which was less mangled and more in line with his previous appearance, but there was no mistaking that he was still a bit of a mess. But at least now he could blend in a little more, with less of a chance that a former soldier of his would recognise him. In fact, this was quite refreshing for him, as it enhanced the idea of him starting anew. That being said, he hadn't forgotten at all about Goku. All of this upgrading, all of this streamlining of his body was in readiness to one day face Goku again and tear him apart. Oh, that would be a day that he would look forward to. Sure, it isn't the days of him conquering worlds for profit or anything like that, but Goku was the only constant in his life of sorts that he had left. Yeah, that sounds like your typical Dragon Ball antagonist after sparring with Goku, right? As that was going on, King Cold had proceeded with his third iteration of creating the most superior being other than himself, of course. The project, labelled Trojan, was near completion, and even though it would be a while yet before it was truly awake, alert, and mobile, all of the previous instances from Cooler and Freeze's upbringing were accounted for and corrected. I do believe I have done it. Now, hopefully I can retire, and my legacy will be assured for eons to come. He touches the container where the Trojan project is gestating. Do not let me down, my son. Somewhere out in the depths of space, Freezer can feel a chill emanate deep within him, much like how he felt with his brother at times. Something filled him with dread that he could not, or would not, explain away. With Goku back at home, Gohan offloads the information that Trunks had told him about the androids, as well as saying that before that date, he would need to take this medicine to avert something bad from happening. Goku takes the vial and inspects it. And you're sure this guy was on the level? Gohan nods enthusiastically. Nobody seemed scared of him, and he was keen to tell us, despite Vegeta scaring him somewhat. Goku nods again. That sounds like Vegeta, all right. I don't think I need this, though. The Yardradians taught me something really cool, how to heal myself. Gohan is indeed amazed to hear this. His dad knew the same power as Dende did. How cool. Placing the medicine down in a drawer, Goku rushes outside to show Gohan the fruits of his training. Chi-Chi looks to the medicine and decides to place it in a safer place. Anything that may mean she could lose her husband for a second time would need to be taken seriously, regardless of whether he could heal himself or not. Frieza, having spent most of the last few months evading planets under his previous control, decides to take a punt. 
and land on a cold planet to see whether he might be able to slip by undetected. He had gotten lucky with Kit and the garbage world, but would he be just as fortuitous on a more standard planetoid? When landing, the former emperor feels instinctively like hunching over and donning his cloak with the cowl up, but this time he decides to proudly keep it down and try and regain some of his former swagger. He parks the ship up and proceeds to head to a place where he could get something to eat, having not had a proper meal, or a meal that was actually up to his tastes, in what seemed like an eternity. He didn't account for something. He may not have been recognisable, but his ship was. When getting to the eatery, Frieza orders some food and takes a seat in the back of the restaurant, trying not to draw too much attention, just glad to have a meal meal. Sadly though, not long after he'd begun to tuck into his grub and recall the glory days of fine dining, a fracas begins at the bar where a young green-skinned girl had stolen something important from the plushest of patrons. Getting angrier and angrier by the second, almost breaking his crockery, Frieza tries to resist breaking this up and then trying to get back to his food, but it just gets worse. Oh, girly, you're starting to really get on my nerves. Hand over back what you took, or it's the only thing left recognisable of you will be your ends. The girl isn't phased though, but other patrons are, as they begin to scatter, sending plates crashing to the floor everywhere, and any illusions of peace that Frieza had hoped for during his meal were dashed. Frieza breaks his fork that he had in his hand into several pieces and gets up. The girl is slowly beginning to regret her actions, fumbling for the item, but then before she can hand it back, Frieza stands in between her and the patron. Back off, droid! This ain't your predicament. Frieza stands resolute. Oh, I think you'll find you have made it my predicament, by your constant prattle. Get out of here, or else I will make you. The patron isn't scared, not being able to sense energy, and decides to dunk on this lunatic, which does nothing. The girl is surprised to see this happen, and uses this distraction to slip away. Oh, you got some upgrades, do you, droid? Well, then I guess I gotta try out. As the patron rises up again, Frieza grows tired and does a very, very small punch to the gut, which totally wins the patron and almost tears him into pieces. Frieza remembered that he wasn't here to attract attention suddenly, and with a flick of his cowl, he plops some coins down on the bar. Keep the change, dear and walks out spotting the girl walking away. I do hope what you took was worth the aggravation, urchin. The girl whips around to see it's Frieza and not the other guy. I didn't need your help. Frieza was really doubting this. He walks up closer to provide some further scolding. It looks to me that you are absolutely begging for mercy. If it hadn't been for me, you might have ended up looking even greener in the face than you already are, like those Namekian filth. The girl is utterly confused at this remark, but rallies herself. Whatever. You gonna ride out of here then? If you wanna help? I'm looking to hightail out of this dump. I've been stuck here for months. Well, I would offer you a ride, but I don't help ungrateful little urchins such as yourself. Now, run along and wait for the next overly generous benefactor of yours. I'm sure a girl like you can find one soon enough. Freezer is halted when he spots that his ship is being carted off by a cold truck. Officers sprawled all over it, having recognized the craft parked very awkwardly. Freezer was still getting used to piloting himself, and then spotting the serial number of a vessel that was stolen by the escaping Freezer. He was on this planet. <sighs> Great. The girl's smirk returns. Was that your ride? 
Freezer looks rather torn. He could easily regain the ship from these weak mooks, but that would go against what he was trying to do right now and blend in. There was nothing that he could do, and she knew this fact completely herself. That was so your vibe, <laughs> Tough break, bud. Now you're just like me. Unless you want to do something dangerous. Freezer seems suspect. What would that be? The girl gets up close and mutters in a quieter tone. Meet me back here after dark and we'll get your shit back. I know where they're taking it. Freezer mutters back. If you know this, then why didn't you try to steal a ship for yourself? Uh, duh. Look at me. I'm not exactly subtle, nor did I have such powerful backup like yourself. Freezer's fist tightens. Backup? He? Lord Freezer? He has to swallow his pride though for now, because this was the only way of getting his ship back and not killing other people. He really didn't want to have to go to the bother of finding another one too. He had just gotten used to where all the buttons were on that ship. Fine. You better know what you're getting yourself into, girl. The girl does the okay sign. Don't sweat it, old man. I got this. As that's going on, Goku and Gohan begin their training with Piccolo, tagging in like the original, and the rest of the gang also step up to the plate when it comes to dealing with the upcoming android menace. With Goku's greater understanding of spirit control, as well as the ability to heal, the training is even more effective than before, with the gains that the trio get being even more potent than in the irregular timeline. Goku is fired up with his choice meaning that he and his son can train together even more than what would have been possible before when they had to rely on sensu beans and their limited supply. It was so good. This then sparks something to happen. Vegeta decides, after weeks of training on his own, to join in with the trio. The reason? Well, he can sense the difference in energy from when he last saw Kakarot on Nemec and now. The gains he had gotten in particular were so profound that he demanded to know where he got this power. Goku casually tells him and asks him whether he would like that as well. How long did it take for you to gain this power, Kakarot? Oh, I don't know. About 11 months or so? Well, I'll do it in 10. Take me there. Goku does so. And with that, Vegeta begins his own training on Yardrat. Will Pibara know what has hit him? Well, we now have a fired up Vegeta, keen to actually learn the same training that Goku had done. Will this actually bear fruit and be something similar to what happened in the Morrow arc of the manga? And who is this mysterious girl that is now following Frieza and helping him in evading capture from the Cold Force? We shall find out in the next part, my friends. And if you did enjoy this chapter, you can become a caretaker of the lookout by going to masako.cc lookout. I do hope you're doing well, my friends, and I look forward to seeing you again for the next episode. Goodbye.